Earlier this year, I recorded an episode with Nestor Windrush, who has been a frequent guest on the podcast, and occasionally a host or co-host as well, pretty much since the show was established back in late 2012, early 2013. And as always, uh, when Ness is on the show, he often uh, seems to listen back to the episodes and then come up with a lot of things he wishes he could have changed, or added, or more intro, more details. So, shortly after this episode was released, and it was a very popular episode, it did quite well, uh, I was pretty happy with how it turned out, but Ness had some ideas of things that he wishes he had mentioned, and so he actually recorded a little addendum to the episode, as well as including some more songs that could be added to the episode, and my intention at the time had been to just add those on and re-release that episode right away, but I forgot, and it's been sitting in my uh, folder basically for months now as something that I really wanted to release and didn't. So it's not a new episode, it's the old interview with Ness, but he definitely clarifies some things, adds some more information, and you get to hear some more songs, which is always a, a bonus. So I thought that would be a cool way to end off 2018 by re-releasing one of my favorite interviews with a lot more detail and background information and some clarification from the uh, interview subject, who is a guy who really likes that, um, my impression anyway of him, is that he really likes to have himself and his ideas and his projects and the projects of people he works with presented in the right way to the public. So I think he did a good job of doing that himself, but he did listen back to it and wanted to add some more information. And I'm sorry, Ness, that I didn't get it uh, done quicker, but it's here now, and hopefully people enjoy. Thanks. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. Alright, well welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in the uh, food court again. Uh, this seems like a common place I end up a lot of the time doing these. But it's just nice and central, right? So it's, it works out. Is it like really convenient for you, basically? And for everyone else? Yeah, because it's like, you know, uh, I do my regular Monday night podcasts, yeah. like at people's houses and jam yeah. spaces and whatever. And then this is just if I have some time on my lunch hour, yeah. central meeting location. And I've been doing a lot here, actually. It's, it's... Do you notice a lot of noise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I okay. sure do. On the, when you're, I guess when you're transferring it. Uh, is it a problem at all? Or no, because the the, the, vol- the the way these mics pick it up is the volume of the voices is so much louder. Right. The background noise, you forget about it in five minutes. So it's uh, It just becomes atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Noise. And every once in a while you hear some kids screaming or something and it, it jumps <laughs> out of the mix. Yeah, yeah. But That's pretty good. Yeah. For, for us, I don't know if uh, that's a big deal, kids screaming. Yeah, no, no, it's kind of uh, kind of standard, right? At this yeah. point, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you don't recognize the voice here with me, uh, it is someone who's been on the show a lot. Uh, not recently, I guess. No, it's been, been a while. But uh, yeah, Elliot Walsh, also known as Nestor Winrush, and probably a bunch of other names. Still, yeah, yeah. or are those the two, the, the, the real name and the and the stage name? Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or Ness. Or Ness, whatever. right? Yeah. So yeah, and you, uh, from what I can tell, anyway, it seems like you're slowly moving toward releasing things that have been long in the works, right? Like, I keep, you know, every yeah, yeah, few months like, there'll be, like, a single, and then... It's it's basically an accumulation of works. So, uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but it doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> just that, for sure, there's going to be a live mixtape that's being recorded at, yeah. at the beginning of June. So we're doing that at the Tallest Poppy. Got a cast of characters um, that are going to be recording songs. It's based 
on the premise of the idea of home. Okay. So we're just exploring that whole idea. Like whatever so that means to the Whatever that means to you. So there, there's general ideas that I give to the, the MCs or the singers to work with. But most of it's just about, in general, what is your idea? Okay. Some of it's about like you being home for a while, or being away from home. That idea of longing, of maybe anticipation or anxiety of going back. Maybe you left something behind. Right. And you're going back and you haven't dealt with it for a while. Um, those are issues. Uh, got someone that's writing with a bunch of their youth um, in, a, in, in their drop-in and just talking about the nature of being homeless and addiction and yeah. mental illness and, and that sort of issue. Like, you're not even feeling at home in your own body. Okay. Like, it's very, very interesting and just these diverse ideas. And when you deal with a cast of really talented people, um, it's, I think the best will come out. Yeah, for hopefully, sure. like it's just—it's an experiment. Well, I want to—I want to try and make this jump the queue and release it before the actual show okay, happens. Cool, so, cool, 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 because cool. I, it sounds like a really cool idea. How does a live mixtape actually work? Like, what's because uh, so, I, saw, I saw the event and like, well, I kind of get what this is, but I'm not sure if I'm fully. It's a matter of making sure you got the right sound person in place. Yeah. Um, and then presenting it like it's a live show, like okay. having different elements involved, like in terms of keeping people's eyes on what is going on. Um, and ignoring the fact that it's actually being recorded. Right. Um, having a mic in the audience and giving all these people a bit of hints of what to do because I just thinking about uh, like the Curtis Mayfields, um, Donny Hathaways, yeah, all those albums that were recorded basically in a smaller room. Sure. Um, and how they were picked up uh, the ambiance of basically like here. Yeah, you hear, you hear someone in the background saying the background. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you want to feel like you're there. That's all. Okay. Um, and also the people that are a part of it, uh, maybe give them one chance to hear each other's verses or parts and do a bit of practice, and then it's live to cool to basically in front of everybody else. You're, I'm almost seeing these songs at the same point like Brandy was the audience. That's awesome. Which is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, I like that idea of unexpected, maybe improvisation. Yeah. And I know that I'm dealing with professionals. So even the improvisations will have maybe that stroke of genius to it. You know sure. What I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we've got Steve, uh, part of 3 Pete making the beats. Oh, right on. With uh, Osani Balcaran, uh, who works at 393 and. Uh, is a youth mentor to many. Okay. He's gone through the ranks of lots of our programs. And uh, he's a good producer and rapper in his own right these days. So just trying to give a good mix of now the young people or the younger artists and then like some of the vets. See yeah. What, what happens basically, you know? So is your role just as a curator of this basically? Yeah, just You're just sort of controlling who's yeah, where? Yeah, I don't really know about controlling, but <laughs> giving ideas. You're selector? Yeah, yeah sele selector. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so. It, it will flow. We want the show to flow and to be consistent. So once the program starts, you get a good, hopefully, 30 minutes of programming. That's really awesome. I'm gonna play like two songs in it. Okay. That I think fit in. Like uh, songs that you have previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or actually, songs that people haven't heard. So, anyways, um, yeah. And then just we're gonna have it go to cassette that day. Oh, that's awesome. In the because we have. Um, Anthony, so AOKS, so AOKS, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Right, I've seen that on the internet, I don't know how you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
Uh, they're DJing because it's a synonym wall-to-wall kind of party the okay. first Fridays. So after we play, they go on and do like a two-hour set, and during that time, Crab Skull is going to be recording it because he has his tape company. Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's going to be dumping cassettes. Like live at the yeah, show. That's awesome. Live at the show. So we're going to make a master of the live and just hand it out so people have stuff to walk away with. That's super cool. Yeah, like, might be limited copies because it's only well, so much time. timeline, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it'll be dope. And then put it to SoundCloud or whatever else. Yeah. So Is the whole thing being recorded or just certain parts of it? Whole thing. Okay, so from beginning all, yeah. to end. Yeah. That's just cool. That's cool. <laughs> so it's like, I hope that my, my general idea is maybe there'll be two issues out there that are floating around. One that is the cassette version. Yeah. And then one that I've listened to and actually edited just okay. a little okay. bit. So you get a bit smoother. Right, you get the one that just happens yeah, right just there. Happens yeah, right there. And then, so it's like, if you get the cassette, you have something that no one else has. Basically. Yeah, that's cool. That's Which really is, cool. I think is pretty awesome. Have you, where did the idea for this come from? Has this um, been like, I did a live recording in 2009. The one that's on Marathon of Dope? That's on Marathon yeah. of Dope. And I just was, I always liked live records. Yeah, I do too. And um, I just think right now in Winnipeg, there's so many talented people that it could be pulled off. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the funny thing is that now I've seen that there's a few of these kind of ideas of live mixtapes now surfacing here, uh, sur- uh, surfacing here and there. Okay. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's. I think it's just, in a way, kind of time for something like this to to happen. And honestly, I'm just feeling creative. Yeah. That's well, it's an interesting way to, to do something creative too, right? Oh, yeah. Because you're getting so many people involved, and yeah, and it's forced me to actually release something. Right, right, yeah. It's I I got all these all these all of us creatives out there. We 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 have these bursts of creativity, and then we don't want to release them, or yeah. we keep them to ourselves, and we don't think it's perfect or whatever it is. And this is one example of. Yeah, it to happen and not caring if it's perfect. You just take it as it is, and I, I think that the people are good enough that are working the project, and it will be fantastic no matter what. And as much as my hands are off of it, the better. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting the way you kind of describe the the creativity thing because I was uh, I did, did one of these Robert Crooks uh, last week or two weeks ago, sure. and I don't know if it'll be out by the time this comes out, but um, and we were sort of talking about the same thing, and I kind of feel like he is another guy like that who will sort of agonize over getting the perfect version of what he's working on. And my my attitude when I was in bands and stuff was just, as soon as it's done, it's done, move on to the next oh, thing. Man, you... And I would release, I would want to release literally everything, right? So it's, I think it's like the, the two opposite ways of, of doing stuff. And there's bad things about both and good things about both. There's, so, it's funny, because I know with your your podcast, yeah. it's as much as possible that is in that interview live you yeah. want to keep yeah absolutely yeah. and it's yeah. like and now you say about bands that's what you want it's to the same thing I want to do content massive amounts of content yeah yeah, and it's like and I know Crooks and I have had these conversations before too um, in terms of he'll he's like me in a way like you hear something you've made and you just don't like it yeah exactly it's just it's almost like you want to delay that feeling <laughs> also uh, but yeah it's it's hard it's a balancing act man. yeah um, well, because the benefit of, of the way you and Rob do it, I guess, would be that like the thing that actually gets released is probably going to be something that's actually as close to perfect as you can get it. Whereas doing the way I do it, you oh, can end up with a bunch of shit, right? Because like because you're rushing things. It's a fine, it's a it's a fine balance, though, right? It, it's 
I find that I don't, oh wow. I don't want things necessarily perfect too. Yeah. It's, there's only so much you can beat your head against the wall and you want people to feel that that fluidity of what you're doing yeah as opposed to being structured like everything else out there and polished um but you wanted the message i guess the message is more important to me than anything right so as you have to work got, on that to get that yeah, yeah as long as i got the what i'm saying across yeah in the way that i want to say it, and whatever interpretation people take from that that's fine but i said it the way i want to say it and that's it's always been a big thing for me is being judged on what I actually said. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I messed up that line, and now someone's gonna read it this way, and it's like, that's not what I wanted to say. Right. Um, which is a big deal.
the story and you mess up on one detail of continuity wise. Yeah. And I know some people think that's kind of anal or or a bit drab or over dramatic, but it's uh some people really emphasize the rhythm and the beats and all that a yeah. lot more. And yeah, you want those hitting, but it's like you go and talk to the person mixing and engineering. And that's that's their job. Yeah. Um, your job as a, uh, a performer is hitting those notes, and sometimes they're going to be off, and you like that just a little bit. Yeah. So it's not making someone want to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's that's interesting thing too because this has actually come up uh, uh, quite a bit on the show over the years of doing it. Is that uh, my impression at Winnipeg in general, and this is more in certain types of music than others, but is that Winnipeg audiences like to hear something that's slightly broken because like, <laughs> we are yeah yeah <laughs> right it's, i feel like i mean a good example is like country music right there's there's so many people doing roots stuff folk country bluegrass all of that and it seems like the ones that are most popular are the ones that are a little bit rougher around the edges you know what i mean Interesting. and like the, the strictly polished country stuff there's big fan bases for that but it, it's not it doesn't have the same like fanatical following mm-hmm. as someone who's a little bit rough and maybe a little bit off key or a little bit darker, you know. And I, I don't know if that's a Winnipeg thing or just an everybody thing, but it, it definitely screams Winnipeg to me a little bit. Kind of like when you said we're broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. I don't have a question there. I just <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's people out there think about that. It's because most of your listeners are based in Winnipeg, right? Yeah, most of them are musicians, like as far as I can tell, anyway. So yeah, and it's just. Um, where I really feel that an artist should be a reflection of where they're from. Yeah, absolutely. Or what they are from. So those are two different things. Uh, but along the same, I guess the same, the same tree of thought. Yeah. So it's like you were raised in an environment from people that came from a different environment. So you are a product of that. Yeah. But also you should be person or an artist being a conduit of the actual physical place that you were from. Yeah. And you can't avoid it. No, it's going to come out regardless. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. And I I don't care if you're from Tuxedo, North End, Maples, like St. Boniface, there are certain elements that all of us share being there. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, is strange. But it comes out. But it then really does. That kind of ties into something else that is related to the whole brokenness thing is that uh, I think that Winnipeg in general, like the, the music audience has a really high bullshit detector. Yeah. Like people, they oh, recognize authenticity. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if someone's being real about where they're from and however they're expressing that, it's, you get it. And oh. if it, it, there's so many people who try to sound like something that's distant from what they actually are and doesn't work. Or, or the audience picks up on it, right? It's, so, it's super dope when I see a guy like... Uh, there's some of you guys out there, uh, lavish and uh, oh, I always mispronounce this man's name. Uh, oh man. Anyways, there's a bunch of South End rap dudes. Yeah. And um, I like to see on their Insta where they they claim the South End, where they're from. Yeah. And just because uh, that's where I grew up as well. Right. Before I moved to to Saga and. Um, it's cool. I always love hearing dudes shout out the North End or yeah. like women and men like, like shout out where they're from because it, it's it's like a gloat, but it's it's it is who you are. It is, yeah. Even and if so, you move away, you're still. Even that's, if you move yeah. away, that it's this whole debate of I get in with, uh, and I know that most of us being older, um, 
we get into these debates with our friends, and I know the neighborhood that I was from, in Saga in particular, uh, we'd always make jokes of somebody's not really from there. Right. Because they only went to high school there, and you got to be a few years removed from being high school, so you had to be like there from maybe middle school. Yeah, yeah. Or like... To be a legitimate member member of the neighborhood. So, um, and then when you move away, that is who you always are. Yeah. Like, uh, which is those formative years basically make you who you are. Well, you can't can't take that away from your personality. It goes with you, yeah. And and this goes back to like all the music that that you liked growing up and that was from Winnipeg or the PNC guys. Yeah. Like, Peanuts and Corn as artists, I took them for granted, um, in, in the Toronto region, don't really listen to them. Right. They were really hardcore into who they were. Yeah, they sound like they're from here, yeah, they which is what like I like about here. them, yeah. And their lyrics are laced with references, even sometimes they're inside jokes. Yeah. But it's like, no, they never shied away that they're from Winnipeg, and, or from Brandon. Yeah. And people don't get that, like, at that time, you're either... New York artists and proud, or Los Angeles, or, or the here, South, right? Or the South, or even before the South. Yeah. The South was even hiding that they were from the South. Like, right, they're trying to sound like New York. Or, trying yeah. to sound like they're from New York, like production-wise, so on and so forth. And this, uh, so this outpost, Winnipeg, became this this springboard of ideas to so many other yeah. artists that were out there. And it's only through time that I've realized the impact that those cats had on a lot of other rappers. For sure, yeah. And artists, but anyways. But no, I, I really, I, I like, I, I always like hearing um, local references, even if I don't get the reference yeah. in yeah, anyone's yeah, music. Yeah. I mean, someone could be from, like, somewhere in Africa, and they're talking about some town I've never mm-hmm. heard of before, but it's cool because, like, there's something connected to it that they're, they're obviously emotional and oh, man. spiritual. I was, and I was sitting down with this this one you, and I should just say, like, uh, I do uh, instructing at Studio 393 Graffiti yeah. Gallery. It's a... A satellite of the graffiti gallery it's at the skywalker it's a youth drop-in we deal with um dance music and, and art but anyways so one youth came in and he was just dropping some rhymes playing some some music he made and uh he was from he's from somewhere in africa west western africa okay and so he's rapping i'm listening to him and i'm just like dude there's no reference of where you actually are from. Yeah. Like, put in a bit of that. I mean, he was just, I saw his eyes open, his mind was blown. Like, that he could do that. Yeah, yeah that he yeah. could do that. It's just like, yo, you can put in a few words from whatever you speak. Like, if it's, you want to put a bit of words from French or you, your native yeah. tongue, like, you should do how it, yeah. many languages do you speak? It doesn't have to be the whole way through, even though you can have a few songs like that. But if you want to do English, you can throw in a few words from where you're actually from. Yeah. So, it becomes almost like, that authenticity, but also when your people listen to it, like in the community, they hear it, pick up on it, yeah. hear that, and they're like, "That's just for us." Yeah, for sure. And for and sure, it's like, so Winnipeg are saying Winnipeg stuff, and they know it may go over some people's head, but anybody that's listening to it, like, yeah, in Churchill or 
or in Calgary or they're like somewhere else and they're like oh that was for me yeah for sure for sure <laughs> I have a really good example of that actually not outside of hip hop too I mean like propaganda is so huge oh, right? yeah. massive and they have so many Winnipeg references mm-hmm. and hockey references in their in their songs and I, I know I've mentioned this on the show before because I love it but there's a video of them playing in Australia and um, they have the song Dear Coach's Corner mm. and the song is specifically about Ron McLean and Don Cherry right and it's like about specific things that happen on that show and the entire crowd is singing along and he's naming all these like cities he's been to and played on rinks at and stuff and it's, it's very much about Canadians and hockey and like they don't even probably know what hockey is but it means something to them and then for the Canadians listening and you're like oh I know exactly what you're talking about mm. and it's good they did that also with uh, they had a song where they referenced those um, billboards that were on Broadway it's like we stand united with America after 9-11 oh, wow. okay. and they, they referenced those in the song and I mean to anyone listening outside of Winnipeg and they even said on Broadway it's just a reference to some kind of political thing but like when I first heard that I was like holy shit this is I walk past those every day mm. like on my way to work and it, it means something more I think to to get that yeah 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 um, yeah dude I, there's so many stories that need to be told and we're in this age of where diversity and representation really matters. Yeah. Or, sorry, not necessarily matters, but people actually care about it. People are interested, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. interested. And it's like, I want to hear references to areas by Turtle Island, like the the center there. I yeah. want to hear, like, references to East Kildonan or off of Layla. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want those stories to trust because from neighborhood to neighborhood, there's different things that happen. And... I'm a firm believer in that us as artists, we are the reporters, we are yeah, the absolutely. columnists, we are all these things that we are responsible for telling us. Even when we're having a party, making party jams, yeah. they are of us. For sure, and yeah. not yeah. to betray those things, you know? Absolutely. And it's really important. It's like, if you're from St. Patel, rap like you're from St. Patel. Exactly, Whatever yeah. that means to you. Yeah. Just rap like it. Like, if you are Métis, rap like have some references some cultural shit in there yeah absolutely and it's not like an obligation but don't hold it back like if you're saying oh no one's gonna get this reference because it's too specific to me no put it out there because it is specific to you yeah well <laughs> I, just, just one more example of something like this that I've, I've been thinking of um, since we've been talking about it mm. uh, there's these guys in Winnipeg who are uh it's a Polish group, Polish Canadian group, mm. and they do a lot of dub and reggae. Mm. And when I first interviewed them, I just thought this is cool. These Polish guys playing reggae, and I had this pre- preconceived notions of what kind of stuff they were listening to based on hearing their stuff. Mm. And it turns out there's this massive scene of Polish reggae in Poland that is very different from the Jamaican stuff. And they were they were based on that basically. That's what they were listening to. And the guy gave me a mix CD, and it was like it broke my understanding of what they were doing because it's very distinctly Polish reggae and these guys are in Canada are now doing that and making their own thing Winnipeg influenced Polish reggae which is weird but it's like very 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 specific and it's cool and now that I know the background of what they were influenced by it's like a whole new thing I liked it first of all but now I like it more having kind of understood the the weird way it got to here kind of so it would work basically in the same way that English reggae is its own yeah I guess sub culture of Jamaican reggae, the root, right? Basically, right. and like as someone you know from an English background, like yeah. I mean, I heard a lot of English reggae growing yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that got me into the Jamaican stuff. So if I started a reggae band, I don't know what it would sound like. I mean, maybe it would be influenced by the English stuff more than the Jamaican stuff because that's sort of the you know, like Whoa. it's weird, right? Yeah, we're in an interesting world. 
Yeah, it's really strange. It's cool though. I mean, it's you get exposed to so much more stuff. Yeah, it's um, I always wonder about the line of appropriation, right? And then appreciation, and like it becoming something else. Oh, where does um, it go from to do yeah, its own yeah, thing? Yeah, from, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there has to be. There's a line. There is, yeah, yeah. of appreciation that happens, but it's then what it morphs into, kind of thing. Ah, and I'm just going on these tangents. No, it's, a, it's um, interesting. I like the topic. <laughs> it's a uh, in in being in in this city. It's like what was cool about growing up in in Toronto and going back to this like whole mixtape idea. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of home and place, like it means something to different to everyone, right? And um, something that can't be taken for granted. So just thinking about growing up in in the greater Toronto area and Mississauga and Cooksville specifically. And just hearing how everything was influenced by like West Indian yeah. slang and, and music and jargon and didn't even become prevalent. It was always shunned. Like that's too Canadian sounding. Right. No one in New York says those things. I definitely now, want to go to get big. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. then it's like Drake explodes and now everyone's used that kind of slang. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so being in Winnipeg though, and seeing the influence of like this being Treaty One territory, but like land of uh, Anishinaabe and uh, yeah. like Dakota, and you got your your Cree and Ojibwe and so on and so forth, right? So, um, but the influence of the First Nations people in the music now, yeah, and like I'm talking about in rap and in electronic music, it's so heavy, yeah, and it's it's good, like. This is the music that you chose to choose as your art form, but influence. Yeah, bring your culture bring into it. Bring your culture yeah. into it, which is, in a weird way, that's what hip hop is. Sure, yeah. It's always been this taking sounds and melding them in, and it becomes something else, but still in the same vein of yeah. hip Well, do you know um, <laughs> Chuck Copenis? Yeah, yeah, of course. That guy's doing the same, I mean, with jazz, he's doing the same thing. Like. He's actually been by Studio 393. Good dude. Actually, yeah, awesome really dude, yeah. super yeah. intelligent. Um, in terms of, and I, I don't want to, I say intelligent, but it's because I don't want to use the word genius because I don't know him enough. Yeah. But you know what I mean? He's above he's average culture into, yeah. yeah. He's above average in terms of perception and yeah. understanding and, and digesting things and making things happen. Yeah. So if I say he's pretty much genius, just take my word. No, I, I so. mean, based on his music alone, I mean, I, I actually interviewed him right here okay, like, a few months ago, but so, yeah, yeah. So he explains how he was trying to break down playing his instrument and finding the rhythms and so on of just like the drum, the circle. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and, and, and round dancing and all that. And it was like, because it was so important to him that his culture comes into jazz music. Yeah. And um, that's what it's about. It really is. It's like, I don't have to hide myself. No. We should, music, should not should be, music should be always changing and going with the people. Yeah. Because it needs to speak for the people. Because a lot of the time, us as a mass or collective, we are ignored. Yeah, yeah. So music sometimes is the only way you get in those ears of people that necessarily wouldn't be in your circle. Yeah. Per se. And if they're all trying to sound like someone from the States yes. or whatever, it doesn't work. You don't get it. Yeah. And, and then you become that inspiration for that next generation of kids. And it doesn't even have to be those kids from 
your cultural background. Yeah, exactly. It's just that some kids listen and be like, oh my gosh, this is different than what I was listening to, but this is from where I'm from, or they're doing something distinctly of them, so I can do something yeah, distinctly. For, for sure, yeah. Like, I have value. My voice has value, which is amazing. Yeah, and then they take whatever they're getting from there yes. and moving it on to with their own thing, and then, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's all those things, man. Yeah.
kind of like how this has turned into like the, the topic of the mixtape is sort of <laughs> the home thing well, we've been getting in there. Like, yeah. I want, this is also another thing of this idea of, of home. I want people to really examine those ideas. Yeah. Like, what are you doing about your home? What are you doing for the place that you live, the community that you live in? Um, how do you fit in? Like, how are you relating to people in your family? Yeah. Like, just have those conversations of priorities of where you live. Yeah. And have pride. Like, um, this is only one bit of part of that conversation, but it's Winnipeg's a special place. And um, some people say that we overstate it because I think, like, for 20 years ago, 15 years ago, even. We were really silent as Winnipeggers yeah. to the rest of Canada and the world in general. It was kind of like we were ashamed of it almost. Yeah, we are yeah. kind of ashamed. Yeah. And it's like, no, no. We are the home of Louis Riel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We are the home of so much change. And, well, the, the general strike, all that stuff. The general the history yeah, is, like, yeah. It forms a socialism yeah, and yeah. this hybrid of socialism and capitalism. I know people out there are like, what's this guy talking about? Yeah. <laughs> these academics out there. But <laughs> at the root of it, it's like... Saskatchewan and Manitoba are these weird bastions of we are capitalists, but yeah, you got to still look out for the people. Like, well, you can do like Tommy Douglas and yeah, the real. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. really need to look out for the people, yeah. and that's what the overall consensus should be. It's you're making money. Mm, look out for someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it'll help them and help us out all in the in the bigger term of yeah which I think happens locally in art for sure oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's totally yeah. that's what happens in art yeah. and um, and ideas you know like I'm not into this whole high school idea of you have your own cliques and all that I try yeah. to be I try to avoid that as much as possible it's hard to avoid yeah because I mean there's people that you relate to and get along with a lot more well because you have the same points of reference right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah point of reference yeah. or there's just relationships that have been built out built over time yeah right? of course yeah. and and you can't disregard those and you only have so much time in your hand um, and you don't want to disregard those but it's yeah sometimes just stepping out of yourself and trying to create new things yeah and trying to bring up the younger the younger cats in there and give opportunities so their voices get to be heard yeah and um well, that's usually how it works, right? Is like some younger artist is going to get, no, no, I don't know what the word is, like pushed almost by, by an existing established one to yeah. get, get heard. It's, it's, I think it's inevitable that people that are coming up, they just come up because there's that perseverance. Yeah. And, well, and now it's so easy for them to do it, too. Oh, it's yeah. changed it's, completely, right? It is. It's, it's completely changed. But you also want people to feel like included and to understand that even if they came up by themselves um, that there is a community around them. yeah so that when if there's maybe I don't know something happens with internet controls or getting music off the of SoundCloud is not the prevalent way of doing things anyway yeah like you're still gonna have to work within a community and look out for someone that's right behind you that's sure. maybe not getting their chance, and you think it's just as talented, yeah, or more. Yeah, maybe more for sure. Yeah. And it's it's just I don't know if you you listen to that uh, Chance the Rapper uh, just did a speech at a university. I read about that. I didn't read it. I didn't and so he gets into this whole thing of 
surpassing the people that were before you. Okay. That's your obligation, especially as, as and I'm going to say this as, as black people. Okay. And your responsibility is like moving, doing things, like people sacrifice before you. Right. Uh, and it wasn't as easy. And uh, your job is to innovate, but also help out the other people. Yeah. Um, I know that wasn't your speech, helping out the other people, but it's like, that's how you get it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, anyways. Now I sound like a, a communist. I'm just a winner pig. Yeah, I think most, most of us probably sound like communists if you take it to a certain point, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that's a terrible thing, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to misrepresent myself. It's yeah. just, uh, I have these thoughts and I really believe in community and whatever community that is that you're in, yeah. there's uh, there are people that need opportunities. So. Sure. So give me opportunities. Yeah. So give me opportunities. Awesome. So do you have, um, I mean, I know in the past year or so, you've had a couple of songs that have come out of your own your own work. Oh, we're on that yeah. again? Yeah, it's good on that a little bit. Just to <laughs> switch gears here a bit. Do you have, I mean, do, you got t-shirts now. I noticed that too as well. So you're, oh, yeah. Uh, so what's, what's happening with your own... Uh, All releases. the stuff that I have that's supposed to be uh, EP with uh, Roddy, yeah. McEnroe, yeah. it's all with McEnroe right now, which okay. is good. Okay. So that comes out whenever he decides to put it out, right? which we haven't been able to say for years. <laughs> uh, and so I've redone a few things and now I'm, I'm more content. Okay. And then uh, got a, a seven inch that's going to be put out yeah. sooner than later. Okay. Um, which features, it's already been out on, uh, on, on SoundCloud and all the streaming services yeah. like iTunes, Spotify. Uh, and a bunch of guests on it, right? And a bunch of guests. Yeah. So it's like got Bird of Prey, it's got Len Bowen, yeah. uh, my buddy Bad Mattis, who does the 204 YWG yeah. 204 yeah. shirts, uh, Yai from Peanuts and Corn, um, and we're just, just making rap reference songs. Uh, and on the B side is a song with Dario Williams of Grand Avalon. Cool. Um, and that's produced by our buddy Stace Prince out in Vancouver. And uh, the A side's produced by a guy uh, named Moonshine. So, okay. yeah, I've got a few things coming out. Cool. But the, obviously, the, the most pressing is the live mixtape. Yeah, it's a live mixtape, and it's the one that I have the least <laughs> voice on, yeah. which is good. Because then I could listen to it. <laughs> you don't have to, yeah, yeah. You don't have to judge your own performance. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I, I, I'm actually enjoying the idea of being able to witness something happen and then being able to listen to it later and being blown away. Yeah. And be able to pick it apart. It's all, it's all new to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I hope that other people out there get that joy out of it as well. Uh, and and keep pushing that envelope. Yeah. Like, we need that. We really need that. And to tell our stories. Tell our stories. Yeah, which is I think what a lot of people are trying to do now. Yeah, There's it's, more emphasis on that. It, it's it's great because I know that when I first came out and it's I really put an emphasis on that, um, and I like that the world has really changed. Yeah, really has changed. Well, yeah, you were talking about being from Winnipeg like ten years ago. Well, like well longer than that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like just. I remember there was a time that I was doing, um, oh, this makes me sound old, <laughs> but just to give reference, I was doing these fundraisers, small fundraisers, 
for the children's rehab center just attached to some shows yeah and i had someone come up to me and they were like why do you care about your legs now and it's like well i always care about yeah why wouldn't my artificial you? limbs but i actually have now uh a channel vessel to communicate about that there's a place that goes and does fitting for kids yeah um and helps out children with disabilities and i want people to know about it so yeah for sure why wouldn't you why yeah. wouldn't i yeah and it's like if something's near and dear to you or attached to you i wouldn't say you have the obligation but it's a lot easier to talk about it and bring attention to it yeah it is for sure so especially if you have some kind of platform too oh yeah, yeah. you have some sort of platform it's like you just you do it or you don't yeah and i chose to do it yeah and right now i'm talking about it again yeah <laughs> so yeah children's rehab center go check it out i think they moved to notre dame oh did they yeah so it's uh yeah they got like there's an old uh garment factory and i they renovated it and i believe oh, cool. they're there now cool um and that's through a lot of fundraising from wonderful people like yourselves that listen and, yeah and uh, a lot of private donors and um so yeah, it's a. Uh, there's a lot of things that are easier for us to talk to because it's part of our everyday yeah. experience. But if you're not talking about it, sometimes, how do people know about it, right? So. Well, especially now that they're presented with so many different options of things to oh, read yeah. about or listen to, or and, yeah. And it, it's it's cool. I want to, as a listener, I want to be enlightened about something that I don't know. Yeah, of course, yeah. Or hearing something more about something that I know just a little bit about. Um, we're humans, we're here for only so much time. And some of us may think it's a waste of time trying to understand other people, Yeah. but I really enjoy the fact of trying to understand other people. For sure, people. yeah. Otherwise, what's the point, right? Oh yeah, so what's <laughs> yeah. the point? Like, there's so many of us on this planet we're gonna run into each other all the time. Yeah, you might as well learn how to cope with each other. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And appreciate, actually. Yeah, appreciate and cope. So and share. Yeah, and share, share your so own. It's like, yeah, it's it's big. We're storytellers. We're walking stories. Yeah, we're footprints. Well, everybody has one too, which is yeah. like the, the thing with like I mean, anyone can do something like this. They can take a, a recorder and interview someone, and mm -hmm. they should. Or they can take a camera on their phone and document something. Like, yep. it always astonishes me that. Now that all this technology is available and people can just do this so simply, people do the opposite. Like everyone has these kind of disposable, everything's disposable now. When uh, you have the opportunity to keep things. I've seen a lot of people just like, you know, they, they'll, they'll do a show, no, they won't record it, even though you can, you can do it, you have it there. I mean, you don't have to do it professional, but my thinking has always been, if I'm doing anything, any kind of project, I want to document the shit out of it. Just because I, if I'm putting the time and effort into it, it's got to be important, at least to me. You know what I mean? And maybe it'll be worthwhile to someone else, but there's a lot of stuff that just gets thrown away. But it's interesting though too, right? It's like, you get into this whole talk of, uh, do we, you say everything's thrown away to a point, but also the value of just living in that moment. That's true, that's important also, yeah. It's, I don't want everything recorded. I do. <laughs> yeah, I know, I yeah, know, yeah. I, but it's like, I want it that, I'm watching something or listen to it and I'm just watching or listening. That's to true. It. Yeah, there's a benefit to being the only seeing it one time and then it's and then it's yeah. it just fades or it becomes something else in your memory, yeah. you know? Um, and it forces you to take something out of it. Right, you just can't go back to it. Yeah, and, you can't yeah. go back that's, to it. That's, like, that's a good point, yeah. And, and so but there needs to be a balance, right? So it's like 
in this world, we need people like you. Who are archiving things that for are some archiving reason, things. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just, oh, whoa, I didn't know about this. Oh, prime example is, and I've told this story now too many times <laughs> this last month. Um, when Prince came to Winnipeg, yeah. the late great Prince, when he came to Winnipeg and played on his birthday. A few he did an after ago, show, right? And he did the after yeah. show. And I went to that at the, at the rendezvous. Now it's like condos on top of it. Yeah, it's gone now, yeah. And I was just the only print show I've ever seen. And he played for, I would say, an hour and a half to two hours. Might have been more than two hours, actually. Yeah. And I was like, man, that was a fantastic show. But over the years, you start having these conversations of, was that recorded? Like, yeah. He does these after party shows, like, on his birthday, like, in Winnipeg now. Where did it go? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And then it surfaced. Oh, last someone, really? Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I heard like, something about that. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, whoa, yeah. someone did it. Yeah. And I haven't listened to it, but I feel happy that it actually exists. So people who missed it, like, I wasn't at that yeah. show, but yeah, now I can go find it. And, and now yeah. it's like, it's out there. Yeah. So Winnipegers and people outside could actually be like, Prince played here on his birthday for a crazy amount of time after his actual show yeah yeah he indulged another audience and some of the same audience with more of his his gifts that go beyond yeah other yeah. human beings yeah for real yeah definitely <laughs> that guy yeah i don't know like I, I feel like lately i've been over the past well i've always done this but over the past year or so i've been kind of hoarding local music to the point mm. where uh, if i go to any thrift store or whatever i'll look through and there, because, because people are getting rid of cds now there's tons of local cds that mm. are just available for cheap people have been giving me boxes of cds of old bands and stuff they don't want anymore and i'm kind of just trying to collect it and there's so much of this stuff that's just, just otherwise would have been gone mm. and there's a lot of bands that i think of that when i was you know first started playing in bands in the mid 90s and stuff they never recorded anything and i remember them being great and it's just it just doesn't exist so it's that's what kind of bugs me about oh, the disposableness man. is like how many great artists that they stopped for whatever reason that you know they got a job quit playing in a band or something and they had this great thing and it's just gone have you had bunny on your show yet i haven't no so whenever i see buddy post something on facebook yeah and um and and for anyone out there bunny's like foundation hip-hop dj in the city yeah um, yeah I, I never met him but i know of him for sure but, yeah. but just yeah. like for the audience yeah. to know and so we've done like shows with shades and they've referenced things right yeah absolutely but I was just thinking of like before them and like the Hard Edge Posse and there's a few other groups that never were fully recorded in terms of an album right and they opened for like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince yeah, or Boys to Men or something like that it's like these people don't exist in a recorded format it's weird yeah so th they're just forgotten or left to the memory of people in their late 30s or into their from their late 30s their to, 40s, yeah. to their late 40s yeah and then and the 20 year olds don't, never don't heard have of no idea yeah that's what sucks yeah and i mean if that's the nature of culture so be it but i think that's i think that's a crime almost. yeah like a cultural crime yeah it's because it's gone it's just it's you can't gone. you can't go get it anywhere and these are cats that inspired the people inspired the people who inspired, inspired yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's always good to be able to go back to that um man i could i could talk to you forever yeah but we don't have that time. no we should probably uh okay so the show the show uh the, the june 2nd show it's june 1st june 1st june 1st glad, tallest yeah. poppy um come out you'll be surprised who's gonna be playing there some of 
some of the normal cast of my homies. Yeah. Uh, and then just other voices out there. Um, gonna have 393 included in there, some of the artists. Okay. And uh, yeah, just ideas of home. Whatever that means to you. Cool. And some good beats and uh, limited capacity. Yeah, it's a small place. Friday. Yeah. And look for it on SoundCloud and whatever else. I'll try to keep people posted on my Instagram and on Synonyms Instagram as well. And um, yeah, keep spreading that word. Come on, people. What is the best way for uh, people to find out more about what you're up to? I mean, aside from this show, is it just Instagram and stuff? I would say Instagram would probably be my easy the easiest way to okay. find out what i'm doing and i don't feel all weird about it <laughs> yeah 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 it's like you got a few pictures you see my baby every so often yeah my my baby seven-year-old you don't see the rest of my family because i keep that very private yeah yeah um which i love all very much and um <laughs> yeah just just follow me on instagram just nest windrush okay simple cool and um yeah you'll find anything else you want about what i do and other people that I work with from there. Okay, awesome. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you go to witchpolice.com. By the time this comes out, we'll be almost 300 episodes in. Jeez, congrats. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Congrats, Yeah, man. and um, so you can get all those dating back to 2012, including a bunch you were on in the early, early years of it. I mean, Yo, you are one of the first guests. I, I was going to say, man, I saw last week, or a little while ago, yeah. the... The one you top did with, ten, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, the black like Black Lives Matter." That one is up Can't again this week. It was up, and it was like, "Wow, people are actually interested in that right now." That one's been downloaded fifty times this week already. Again, I don't know. I don't know what someone must have shared it, right? Somebody has obviously shared it, and people are checking it out because this is from like four years ago. Yeah, and I was like, I remember doing that episode and how as a just going on this last yeah, week, and as a person that's been writing about just issues of of police and black people in Toronto and, and being shut up a few times about it. And then this whole resurgence of people being aware, mm-hmm. um, just a younger generation. And I remember being confronted with that and going on the show and I still was trying to gather my thoughts around yeah. it. And I probably feel different about it now and more strongly yeah. than I did then. But I mean, you were you elaborated on it pretty. Like, oh, you went man. you went off on it. I always feel yeah. like I don't say enough on those, yeah, yeah, on those yeah, issues. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's also different. I, I could say this because sitting there with two of my good friends. Yeah. But it's different sitting there with two white people, three white people, and, and four Rob was there too. Yeah, and it's like as opposed to sitting there with a bunch of black people or Aboriginal folk yeah, or yeah. like Latino, like brown people, just the issues. Things that you forgot will resurface, yeah. and um, that whole issue. But the people that were there, they're actually in tune with things going on. It was good to see my friends actually making points, and, yeah. and they're observant writers. And um, but yeah, it's like it's really good to see that episode resurface, not because I'm on it, because, but because of what we're talking about. Yeah, was actually yeah. being talked about. It was it's neat. It's neat that that came up. I'm not sure. It's wild, man. I don't know where it comes from. Like some episodes, like the propaganda one comes up all the oh, time. But it's propaganda. Yeah, and like Fred Penner and <laughs> stuff. All, like, all, all the kind of yeah, high-profile yeah. people, they come up all the time. But every once in a while, there'd be like one from you know five years ago, and it's just who who found this? Like, and then yeah, who found this? And who did they share it with? Like, and how? Did, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't get that kind of stats from it. So, so I don't know. 
But anyway, one more thing I want to I say before we finish this is um, September 30th at the Park Theatre, uh, I am involved in putting on Winnipeg's Manitoba's first podcast festival. And the idea oh, behind this is we're, gonna, we're trying to get everyone in, in the province, basically, who is doing podcasts uh, to come down. And people who are interested in starting one, want to do DIY radio, anything like that. And we have panels set up with a bunch of people from radio, from, from the podcast world, people involved in all different kind of creative things in Winnipeg. And it's going to be live podcasts recorded and Q&A session on stage. And we're hoping people in the audience will come ask questions, learn how to use equipment, mm. um, you know, learn how to do an interview, things like that. We have a panel on women in podcasting. We have all kinds of stuff. And I'm working with um, uh, Stefan Richard, who does the uh, Digital Drum Podcast for APTN. Okay. And uh, he interviews a lot of indigenous musicians across the country. Oh, nice. Okay. And it's a great podcast. And he's, he's involved with it. And uh, Roger Boyer, who is a filmmaker. Yeah, and Roger's yeah. been by 393 yeah, he's, before. He, so the three of us are kind of putting this together. Okay. And, uh, oh, that's a good team. Yeah, yeah. September 30th is the uh, International Podcast Day, apparently. Okay. So we, see, I, none, of us knew, none of us knew about it, but we thought, okay, it's a cool thing. So it's going to be like a whole afternoon at the park with, like, you know, uh, info sessions, training stuff. Like, basically just, if you want to do what I'm doing or what those guys are doing or whatever, just come down and learn how to do it. Ask questions, meet people. And yeah, that's the idea. So. Awesome. Yo, I want to make one last plug. Sure. Um, if you got youth that are between the ages of 13 to like mid-20s living at your yard. Yeah. Or if you're listening, um, come down to 393 Skywalk of Porch Place between the Bay and Porch Place. It's free, 4 to 8 p.m. Rap studio. You can record, sing, whatever you want. Cool. Um, as well as dance. We have dancers. Uh, we have some swing workshops. Some pop in the lock in, traditional hip hop, uh, and then also some art uh, happening there too. So, any, any kid in that age group? Any kid in that age nice. group, just come down, it's free downtown in the core. Um, just just pop by. Right on. It's, uh, can't say that enough. Cool. All right, well, yeah, thanks. Good to have you on the show again. So, okay. Yeah, man. Hey, thank yeah. you for having me. For sure. Thanks a lot. Johnny, you're too bad. The movie is out first. The serious, furious, serious jeweler. The blurriest picture. The gnarliest ruler. The jury is out. Is the audience worthy? I body him fiercely. The Lord has no mercy. With Julius Irvings, you would be worthlings. This dubious work for the truth that your verse brings. Nothing said, not the first thing. It's nourishing. Thinking that holding the purse brings a sure thing. Many of those that were kings are now lurking. Used to clown folks, but at least they are working. I need to come up for air like I'm surfacing. Bars more golden than those that you're purchasing. Me and my compatriots are cold murdering. Here's 20 bucks, go get us some Burger King. Checking in for a second, lay it down on these gas. Like one, two years of game, still needs to part of speech for itself. Street same for me. Please hook up my eight, more creepy. Why dub two or four, you know he be. Why that's bird bow in the meat movie. And nickel picnic, move from me. Rap style, graduate with honors. True school, give a fuck by black dudes. Followers, bitches ain't vivid. First is timid. Get play time, moving on tremendous. Trash top behind a laptop with the wax smack, don't get slapped box. Pull his life, land did it for respect. You may wear the pack, yeah, I'm sitting for a check. Keep it, 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 keep it
some backing, maybe some writing, maybe some cat and kick and get the fighting. Radioactive victim hit with lightning. Take your racks and kids with just a hype man. It doesn't matter the who's who I'm through. I got kids around better than you do. That we put your head on the who do we dedicate the credit when the credit is due. This is L.A. Walsh, a.k.a. Uh, performer, Nestor Windrush. Uh, you must have just listened to the podcast. This is like an add-on post. Uh, just some things I messed up on um, that didn't sit well with me. At this point, I haven't even listened to the podcast. It's just for a month or so, it's been eating at me. Um, we mentioned Chuck in uh, the podcast uh, he has a episode with Witch Police also. Um, when he came through, he was very straightforward in saying that he was trying to um, have the rhythms of vocals and drums of powwow, uh, traditional powwow. Um, so I just want to make that clear. But you can listen to his own explanation. I don't have to go through that but he was great to have by the studio 393 setting uh as a jazz musician and a horn player um just yeah it, it was dope it was dope just to just for him to articulate how to bring in his own culture into something that he also loved and uh broadcasting that over to the rest of the world to bring further understanding, but also it was a challenge, um, challenging himself, which is awesome. Um, next thing, uh, names that I mess up cause I mess up names all the time, you know, I'm trying to give a bit of credit. Uh, Miazway was a name I was trying to remember of a young artist that's coming up in the scene. Uh, said lavish's name. There's a Sebastian Gaskin cat. 
that's also uh, doing some things in the city. Um, don't want to just list three nine three years and yeah, there's a there's a lot of other names you could check out at the Northern Touch Festival. Just keep your eyes open for for a few. I was very coy also about um the process and what was involved with the live mixtape. Okay, I'm talking to you after the live mixtape happened. It's late at night and uh yeah, organizing was tough as hell. Um it was a joy to do. It was amazing. Um but I should thank all the people that were involved. Um, these are the people that were involved at the live mixtape that happened at the tallest poppy courtesy of, uh, synonym. And, um, so first off, thank the man BBS Steve of three Pete for uh, making all these beats and, uh, having these conversations and going through with things. Uh, also being somewhat of a mentor of, uh, Osani Balcaran, which, uh, gets easily the second shout out, um, put in some hard work. Always look out for him. He uh, does some instructing at uh, and some good work at Studio Three Nine Three, um, and he's been coming there since uh, he was a young teen. Now he's a young man, young adult. Okay, so these are the people that are involved. Uh, we got Twio, Helen Beck, uh, Julie Lafreniere, Marisol Nagash, Mangala Lande, Len Bowen, Egg. Charlie Feta, Bazooka Joe, Dion C. Haynes, aka Rampage, uh, Phenom, Dill the Giant, Brendan Gray, aka Brendan Kinley, Calvin Joseph, the photographer, Yai, Bad Manners, aka Mr. YWG204, J Red, Zuki, and Iokes were playing also on the turntables. Uh, Emily Christie was a photographer uh, in there, as well as Travis Ross. Um, yeah, and uh, someone flew in. Good friend of uh, mine, Odaria Williams of uh, Grand Analog. You could check uh, their catalog as well. All these artists have music available online or have, yeah, somewhere on YouTube or on all the streaming services. Um this was hard. It was hard to to organize and get everybody on the same page. Um, in terms of, these are a high degree of professionals that we're dealing with. And for the first people to say yes was awesome. But then it was a matter of trying to find who would mix or match up well with these individuals on topics uh, that they are given and be willing to work with those topics and to, to exhaust them also to work on a very, very, very short limit of time, small space of time. Uh, you want that when people were in the same space that they were going to be able to, to drive together to, to, to have conversations because uh, sometimes chemistry is not there. And you can't take chemistry for granted. That's a big, 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 big thing. Um, anyways, uh, sit down with uh, the man BBS Steve and uh, with uh, Sandy Belgrad a few times and um, went through a bunch of beats and then 
picked out a few immediately names came up in, in, in my head and who should be uh, working with each other and uh, BBS Steve uh, would concur or throw in another name or something like that or um, usually just get the the head nod from uh, the music producer that actually makes the beats and uh, he's got such a good ear so just just trust and uh, it's, it's good um, and yeah, so then you gotta like give these ideas to to the artist and see what they say back and these beats. Uh BBS Steve was about to go to uh Europe, so he handed out about ten beats uh for for to work with and um that's all we needed really. Um Yeah, and just a matter of finding that the honestly the, the the hardest part for me was asking people later once I thought of the the matchup uh, when it came because it wasn't a matter of just skill set anymore it was a matter of because I knew there's a lot of talented artists in Winnipeg it was just a matter of who could work well together and then as the weeks and the days passed who could work on a very short amount of time and would be willing to do it just for this experiment the one thing about giving ideas you realize that as being a person that's been in the classroom and working with youth as well as trying to produce songs and and create is that when you're given the idea it's more of you're just trying to find trying to trigger things in people's minds so you know that every idea you give is not golden that that part of your ego's gotta just go away but your job as the producer is to help people produce things so if something stirs in their mind along that branch along that 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 the frame of mind uh you consider that a success and when working with great artists that see the big picture that was pretty amazing uh, of of how they decided to interpret that idea of home. Uh, so really look forward to everyone listening to it um, when it comes out. And uh, that will be at the end of August. Um, we will be having a release of the live mixtape. It's going to be in cassette form. Um, very, very limited. And uh, we'll have a bit of later on some... Uh, some ways for you to listen to it online. Uh, there will be simultaneous blog release of the actual show with pictures and some notes uh, for people to check out on the Synonym Art Consultation website. So, yeah. Uh, also threw in some bonus tracks on uh, this this uh, Witch Police podcast. Um, songs that... I just didn't have the wording for, or just the mixes, just the songs just never came out. Um, I may have disagreed with some of the things I said on them here and there, but I just don't want the songs to just sit around. Uh, one of them was, is a rework of a song called peanut punch, uh, which I really liked, but I didn't like the chorus. I hated the chorus. I, I wish I just didn't start cussing on it that was just a frame of mind i was in um but it should have just been like 
as a Trinidadian, there's a lot of, uh, I'd hear my uncle sometimes say the, the phrase atal, and I'd be like, atal, 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 atal. And we'd make jokes, cousins and I, just of how many atals it is means like how serious the situation actually is. But then it becomes an absurdity in every way possible. But you don't tell, you you, you know, the elder that like you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta hold you gotta hold you gotta hold tight and then you eventually grow up and you start saying it too and it sucks and i'm just kidding it's not that bad but you realize like when you say it too many times it becomes a joke Music is a medicine. When you go to medicine, tell me how you listen. Cooksville always represented. I'm from New Colombo, Nova West Indies. Poor to India, suburb of Beijing bow. Race for laughing, different tastes and fashion. The bay and dashing, what he say, she accent. Excuse the accent, comes out by accident. Drag a stout, a little Kalalu. What that about me, they have no clue. Now understand, we will excuse you. Saying Hopper don't understand, Canada don't understand, does America understand? How Hakim's plan, never in his life is to work for a white man. Might be so uncommon, but it's so damn common when shop itself coming. You might hear your boss say, don't talk with that. Courage to heart, sir. And my goats to all. About all the dreams, sacrifice for family, just chiseled in the face. Portage made makes you a cold case. The country that's so right can simply be so wrong. The words of a funny sound, you just want to be long.
The song was from, um, the original was from 2009, the Trinipeg album, Peanut Punch. This is a remix, um, which I was performing off of uh, some Joe Gibbs beats uh, producer um, label. Uh, Just, just love dub stuff to just record over. Uh, This beat, though, that you're hearing is from Crab Skull. Uh, the song is old. Uh, then I realize that I'm reusing. I'm gonna be reusing this chorus that I've had on now the new album that's coming out that you may never hear until ten years from now. Also, but I like the idea of of actually like it's kind of like a part one and two, I guess. I, I like the idea of it being two different contexts of using the same phrase, but it applies equally to both situations um that juxtaposition and uh it's yeah the whole idea of being an outsider and wondering if anybody's listening um could be universal and apply to anything um and one's talking about my mother and myself and then uh, a song on the album it's talking about some friends of mine and um yeah and just being observer in this city uh, of Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's always about being an observer of, of home. Uh, yo, there's, let's just finish these last thank yous. Uh, I want to thank the audience for coming out. We want to thank the audience for coming out. Um, without this, like, you being in that setting, making it, uh, seeing like, I guess it's almost like a, a studio setup, but seeing it live done and having your vibes in there was fantastic. Uh, also shout out to the tallest poppy that hosted the whole event. Magnificent as always, uh, shout outs to Eusebio for doing the sound and for Crab Skull for the dubbing the future dubs. Um, yeah. Until the next time, this has been Witch Police Radio and podcast. Peace.